0: and welcome to Henrico Happenings. I am Victoria Davis, and this month, we have a lot to celebrate with Love in the Air, Heart Health Awareness, and Black History Month. This month on Henrico Happenings, we're continuing to shed light on the efforts occurring at one of the most prominent and historic Black cemeteries in the county, Woodland Cemetery, established in 1917. In the studio with me today is Mr. Benjamin Ross, a volunteer at the Woodland Cemetery, working to help restore the grounds and rich history. Welcome, Mr. Benjamin, and thank you for being here today.
1: Well, thank you very much for inviting me to share the story of Woodland with you.
0: Wonderful, so let's just jump right in. Tell me how long have you been volunteering at the cemetery?
1: I believe I got started about six or seven years ago, um, actually working and restoring out at the grave sites at Woodland Cemetery. I started out initially with uh, the gravesite of Reverend John Jasper. Um, he is the founding pastor of the church that I attend. And we had uh, originally had the uh, caretaker taking care of the Jasper grave site, but he became uh, ill and was getting of age, and he was unable to do it. And one of the other volunteers gave me a telephone call one day and said to me, have you been out to see the Jasper Grave lately? I think you could use some tender loving care. And I went out there, and sure enough. So um, that's when I started uh, to say, okay, I'll start taking care of the Jasper Grave myself. And I went out there, you know, with my lawn mower and cutting shears and uh, grass cutters and, and weed whackers. And so I started out with the Jasper grave and another minister as well. And then I took on the next grave. Um, It was right next to Jasper, so why not cut his grave as well? And before I knew it, I had taken on about 15 grave sites that were in that particular section Mm -hmm. uh, where John Jasper is buried. So uh, I was going out there, you know, weekly, just putting the lawnmower in the back of the car, the trunk of the car, the weed whacker, and other um, gardening uh, tools, and and that's how I got started uh, with uh, cleaning up that section uh, at Woodland Cemetery.
0: Wonderful! So such a servant's heart, huh? <laughs> Taking care of the founder of Six Mile Zion Baptist Church. So you talked of, of, a lot about John Jasper, but there are some other prominent individuals who's at Woodland Cemetery. You have uh, the tennis champion and civil rights activist Arthur Ashe. Um, as well as other doctors, dentists, bankers, um, and even a woman, they said, who spied for the union during the Civil War. Let's talk about some of those prominent individuals.
1: Well, there are, uh, there are thousands of people out there in Woodland Cemetery. And certainly, yeah, they are people who are famous, and they were celebrities in their own right. And then there are people that are not so famous. Of course, as you mentioned, Arthur Ashe is buried at Woodland Cemetery And he is buried next to his mother. They have their own family plot there. And it is maintained regularly by members of his family and other volunteers as well. Also out there, as we know, is the Reverend John Jasper, who himself was a very uh, popular and celebrated Black preacher in 19th century uh, Virginia. And uh, he's out there. He has the largest monument out there. It's one of those obelisk uh, type of monuments. There is um, Albert V. Norrell, who the elementary school is named after him. I actually attended Albert V. Naro. Uh He's out there. And then at the other end of the spectrum is uh, a little girl named Yolanda Bailey. She was only one year old. She was born in 1959, and she died in 1960. And she's out there as well. But there are many, many other prominent people out there. There are a number of ministers out there, a number of educators are out there. Musicians are out there. Many community uh, activists, or people who were active in their communities, are out there, and a number of other people who are professionals that who were professionals in their own in their own right. Uh, who comes to mind is uh, Charles Russell, who was a uh, black architect. He built and designed many buildings uh, in downtown Richmond, in particular. And certainly uh, Lincoln Bailey, the the black builder and contractor who built many buildings, not only here in Virginia, but in North Carolina as well. Uh, He's out there also. And many, many uh, women are out there. Many uh, men, women, and children are buried out at Woodland Cemetery. And so, uh, like many cemeteries, uh, uh, many African-American cemeteries, we see it across the country, Woodland had fallen in bad shape in recent years. Neglect, uh, almost forgotten, and so because African American history nowadays is so focused, upfront, and focused, mm-hmm. it becomes important to restore anything that has a African American history attached to it. And cemeteries are, are really uh, great places to begin that work. Um, they not only are resting places for so many people who have, who have died, but they hold a lot of valuable information, not only about the people, but about African-American history in general. And uh, I think that's one of the reasons why so many people, not just at Woodland, but others as well, other cemeteries as well, are so um, active in restoring these cemeteries, cleaning them up, cutting the grass, cutting back the ivy, uh, cutting down the overgrowth bushes and trees, and realizing and revealing who these people were and the contributions that they made to the community.
0: Absolutely. And they're somewhat of sacred places. And and we have to remember that when we're in the process of restoring this um, African-American cemeteries, well, all of them, not just this one in particular. So well, as we talk about the culture and rich history of um, African-American cemeteries, let's talk about how... Um, restoring these can help prepare for our future. We They always tell us knowing the past opens the door for the future.
1: Well, you know, um, cemeteries are in many ways a repository of information. I don't think a lot of people look at it like that, but they are. And if you are interested in history, in this case, African-American history, cemeteries hold a lot of great information. If you are a student, if you're doing research, uh, if you want information to pass down to future generations, not only your family, but just pass down to future generations of people who are interested in in black history, uh, you'll find that cemeteries are great places to find information. They do tell you basically your birth and and your death, but many stones, many uh, headstones, we'll provide some information about uh, what organizations you may have been a member of, what churches you may have been a member of, what position you may have held. Some stones will say this person was a president or this person was a member of this organization. Um, And then there are different types of stones that are uh, on grave sites. There are, uh, as I mentioned, John Jasper has what is described as an obelisk uh, that is a tall uh, stone, but there are others that have uh, crosses. Uh, they might have a Bible on them. They may have something on them that speaks to the nature or the characteristics of the individual themselves. I've seen some uh, headstones that have animals, you know, pets mm-hmm. uh, carved with them as well, and that tells you a lot about not only the person, but then you get into carved the stone itself. And then you move into the stone people, the stonesmen who designed them. In many, many ways, these headstones, which are memorialized, they memorialize the individual, but they are also works of art carved in granite or carved in the stone itself. And uh, they can be quite beautiful once they are cleaned up, you know, uh, they've been cleaned up, and 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 we, we even get a bucket of water and wash away the dirt and stuff like that. And you actually reveal not only the headstone or the marker that honors the deceased person, but a beautiful piece of art that, uh, with more research, will tell you who did that work, right. and you'll find out who the headstone person was. That in 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 case of Woodland and in Richmond. We have learned that there was a Mr. Henry Brown, who was a prominent headstonesman in Richmond uh, uh, during the turn of the century, from the 19th century into the 20th century. Uh, and he did a lot of headstones for uh, many, many people, um, not only in Woodland, but in many, you find his work and his, his name embedded on, on the stones themselves.
0: And so we must take in all of that to even just learn and share it with those who are upcoming in the next generation. You so. can
1: go down different avenues when you're working uh, in cemeteries. There, There is the avenue of the loved one themselves. And, and that's many family members might are connected to that. And then there's the avenue of the headstones and the art that they bring out. And, and that's another road you can travel down. Um, in the case of Woodland, Uh, There is the layout of the cemetery itself. It's not just a big field, but it has various roads and uh, avenues, and they have names to them. Uh, There is Douglas Circle. There's Washington Circle. There's Jasper Avenue, and on down the line. So these roads that you may drive your car through to get to where you're going in the cemetery, they actually have names to them and the actual landscape of the cemetery uh, is something to look at as well. I, I'm aware of some cemeteries in other parts of the country that, in the same situation, But and when people started cleaning them up, they began to plant rose bushes and, and other types of perennial flowers right. and things so to make the cemetery even more beautiful. So there you get into landscaping and, and, and that art, the art of flowers and the art of landscaping uh, and that sort of thing. So there are many different avenues you can travel down when you're doing the uh, restoration work in in our cemeteries. And we see that at Woodland.
0: Yeah, and the passion shows when there's, when people actually have passion for doing the work, it shows. So you talked about the different avenues and the landscaping of of the cemetery, but let's talk about it more in the present state. So I know when we first announced it and the county made its contribution to the cemetery um, back in August, up until about December, it has completely transformed. Um, And now we're in February. So talk a little bit about where you all are going right now with the cemetery and the work that has been done.
1: Well, it's absolutely amazing the um, work that has been accomplished, I'll say, in the past 12 months. Uh, I'm astounded at how much has been cleared and cleaned up and how much is revealed now that that has happened, uh, and we certainly do uh, applaud the uh, county of Henrico for stepping in and and helping us and partnering with us in in the work that's going out there. It's clear that the county's work has been a great asset. Uh, with the, just the equipment that the county has, you know, the county has a lot of resources and a lot of equipment. They can go out and knock down trees and everything uh, that that some of us could not do. So we really do appreciate the work uh, that the county has done in Woodland Cemetery and, and certainly look forward to working with the county in the future. But what the, has happened with the county's help and with the irregular army of volunteers that that we have is that they have revealed a very beautiful uh, space. Uh, that uh, it sits out there um, on the on the border between Highland Park and, and and Henrico County, it just shows how everybody, not only individual volunteers such as myself, but even government, the the, the county government, and uh, when we all get together and pull our resources together and and all of the things that we can bring there. I mean, I have a lawnmower, and that's that. <laughs> but the county has trucks and all kinds of equipment, what can happen. And to be honest with you, I am constantly, when I go out there, amazed at the amount of work that has occurred in the past 12 months with the county helping us. It certainly would not be as beautiful as it is today without the county's help. And we are very appreciative that the county of Enrico took this on as a priority. To, to really help us in, in getting this work done. We're, we're, we're extremely happy with the work that the county has done and uh, seeing the uh, efforts that we've done uh, and stepping in to help us and make sure that the dream we have of kind of restoring the cemetery back to its original beauty, right. that they, have invi- they see the vision also. And um, many times when I'm out there, because I go out there whenever I can, It's not unusual to see uh, one of the county trucks or county people out there also working uh, as well. Uh, So that's a very good feeling. And I always try to make it over to them and speak to them and let them know how much we appreciate the work that they're doing. And, And they're very happy to hear that as well.
0: Absolutely. And we definitely appreciate you all as volunteers to help kind of ease the load for everybody. So it's an even playing field um and talking about the volunteers because i know you all go out there on a daily basis you've able to find some of the plots as well um, connect them to certain family members i know when we were out there mid-summer there was family members who were coming to say hey my family's kind of over here in this area but it has completely transformed so have you guys started a process when it comes down to finding certain families and plots and how does that work
1: well, there are some of our volunteers, our really uh, dedicated volunteers, who have, um, they've developed, I'm going to call it a directory, mm-hmm. or it, it's a um, database called Find the Grave, or Find a Grave. And you just go into the database, you put in the names that you're looking for, and hopefully those those names will appear. Just this past week, or within the past two weeks, uh, we un we found um, close to 3,000, we hit the 3,000 mark, I'll put it like that. We hit the 3,000 mark of the number of graves that had been uh, uncovered and had been registered in the database of of graves. I I, I really can't tell you how many people are actually buried out there (laughs) in woodland. There are thousands out there, but we recently hit the 3,000 mark. And that's rather interesting and and amazing. 3,000 graves have already been identified Uh, and placed into the database um, of Woodland Cemetery. And and it just goes to show the diligence of the work that uh, many of the volunteers uh, uh, do, uh, that they put out when they go out there to do that sort of work. Most volunteers show up every Saturday at 9 o'clock. That's kind of like the regular schedule if you're interested in volunteering you can always show up at 9 o'clock on Saturday mornings because that's when the crew is there. Mm -hmm. Of course, like myself, I go out there when I can. And so I'm not there on Saturdays at 9 all the time, but I might show up on Monday because I have my little section uh, that that I work with, uh, which, uh, like I say, it's about 15 to 20 grades now that I do. Um, But I've got them under control, so all (laughs) I need is my lawnmower. and, And that just comes from going out there over and over and over and over again. You know, when you're trying to cut down weeds and stay ahead of ivy growing, you gotta be diligent about it. Right. This is the winter time now. Everything is kind of quiet. The uh, plants and the uh, weeds and the foliage are dormant. But March, April, May, June through September, they are growing. And the minute you cut them, you before you drive out the cemetery to go home, you can rest assured they are already regrowing mm-hmm. again. So in the summer months in particular, certainly between April and September, it is if you really want to make an impact, you've got to be out there once a week. Mm-hmm. At probably at the same spot you did last week, just to keep it keep it under control. And that's the main thing, is keeping it under control. At some point, the weeds will get the message, and they'll, <laughs> and they'll die out uh, on their own. And I've seen that certainly in the, uh, the grave sites that, that I'm working with. But uh, the work is very rewarding. Um, if you are a, a student of history, then, of course, um, you, you, you will find yourself in a, in a cemetery. It mm-hmm. may not be woodland, but you will find yourself in a cemetery as you are doing your research. And then another avenue— uh, that we must uh, address is um, the public interest and even tourism. Mm-hmm. People tour cemeteries. Uh, when I travel to different cities, I take tours. I take official bus tours. And invariably, you are going to go to a cemetery. Here in Richmond, Hollywood Cemetery sees thousands of tourists. Mm-hmm. And that is also the case in Black cemeteries as well, with Arthur Ashe in Woodland, John Jasper in Woodland. Those two names alone attract tourists. They want to see where these people are buried. These are people, uh, notwithstanding all other people, but these are people who lives are well-documented. They're in history books. um, Their lives are celebrated. So tourists who come to Richmond, or tourists in the city of Richmond, Uh, you'll find themselves on a bus or some bicycle tours, uh, walking tours in these cemeteries. And it's on the volunteers to make sure that the cemetery is ready to receive the tourists and have it clean and have it walkable in that way for them. I know of a cemetery in Atlanta that was cleaned up. They now have events and celebrations and concerts. And picnics, uh, things like that, wow. in the cemetery, they have the space to do it. Uh, they've, it's a beautiful setting. Uh, you're surrounded by important people, on the one hand, not so important people, on the other hand. Uh, and that's not so much the extreme, but you can really take it to a to a level <laughs> that, um, you know, what are we doing? What you're doing out here in the cemetery? Right. Uh, Woodland is fortunate to have its original chapel building, still intact. Mm-hmm. And that is being worked on uh, as we speak. You know, they just put on a new roof, uh, that sort of thing. And I understand their plans to turn it into, if not a museum, but a, a place of research, right. which really takes it to another level altogether, uh, that now you can go to the cemetery. You don't have to knock around the graves. You can go into this mm-hmm. building and get some research done there. So uh, I know that, that uh, those works are in the plans to do something with that building. When Woodland was established, at some point a chapel was constructed right. out there uh, to serve that purpose. And uh, it is intact. There has been vandalism over the years, that is true. But the building itself is, is very, very much in, in good shape. It has the original pedal organ, uh, still inside really? uh, the wow. building there. And so uh, there there's really wonderful uh, plans for, for that building. You don't find that in many cemeteries, right. uh, that the a building is still in place there.
0: Well, this is wonderful, <clears throat> and it's getting me excited just to kind of be able to come tour once everything is completed. So just um, as we begin to wrap up, if folks are interested in volunteering, I know you mentioned showing up on Saturday mornings at nine. Is there anything else they need to do? A phone number they need to reach out or an email in order to volunteer?
1: Well, again, they just need to, I would just show up Saturday morning at nine o'clock, nine thirty, ten o'clock and um, just be, just go out there. Uh, there are people who will be there uh, to uh, meet you and uh, certainly welcome you aboard. Now, if you know where um, Woodland is located, There is a telephone number at the entrance gate. Um, The new owner, Marvin Harris, has his uh, sign out front with his name on it and a telephone number. Unfortunately, I don't have that number with me now. But if you just drive out there, you'll see the number, and you can certainly give him a call. uh, Let them know what you're interested in doing, and, and he will certainly instruct you. Because the gates are not always open. They do lock the gates at the end of the day, that is another measure to prevent and curtail uh, some um, vandalism activities and other activities, unsavory activities that, that have, uh, admittedly, uh, that go on in cemeteries once the, once the sun goes down. Mm-hmm. So the gates are locked. But they are opened uh, every morning at a certain hour so i i would just drive out there if the gates are locked you can still see the telephone number there on the sign at the entrance of the gates or if they're open then just of course just drive on in there's usually someone out there almost all the time and mr harris is out there uh, almost every day
0: all right well thank you so much mr benjamin for coming in it's definitely been an honor to have you in the studio today and like i said i'm so excited to see Um, the ongoing works of Woodland Cemetery and uh, in the coming years as well.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me.
0: Of course. Well, that's all that we have for you for the month of February. Continue to stay safe and we'll be back in March for another episode of Henrico Happening.